Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, we're going to focus on the beginning of the integration between Raven Slingshot and AgSync. Just to give a little bit of background, on January 2nd of 2019, so Raven announced that we officially acquired AgSync. And what the goal of that's going to be is that, so over time, these two separate products, or these two separate services, are slowly going to become one platform uh, with just some different options. So that's actually a pretty big undertaking. Uh, so with anything like that, it's going to have some some things that are going to happen in the near term and some things that are going to happen over a larger span of time. So what we really get into in this episode is more of the the things that are going to happen in the short term. So we're probably looking at what's going to happen between now and maybe the summer time frame. So to talk about this, I'm joined by Seth Larson. He's the team lead of the Slingshot Software Engineer Group. And I'm also joined by Ben Etzinger and Chad Raymer. Uh, these two are both implementation specialists uh, with AgSync. And what these guys do is they go to different locations and they give walkthroughs and uh, sort of that initial support of how to use the AgSync web platform and then how to use the Operator Pro app and how to integrate that into uh, someone's business. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the AgSync services, uh, Ben actually gets into detail on that. So I think we'll just jump into the conversation with these guys and get the big picture for what's to come for summer. All right. Well, I think since kind of all of us are (laughs) to the four winds due to either travel or technical difficulties... I'll just uh, say, yeah, we're none of us are. Well, actually, Chad and Ben, you guys are probably both in the same room, aren't you? Uh, we're actually in opposite rooms, separate rooms. <laughs> okay, so it holds true. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's see. I'll just start uh, joined by Seth Larson. Hello. All right. And then uh, is Ben, is it Etzinger? Yep, Ben Etzinger. Targi Etzinger. Okay, so do you say GIF or JIF? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I yeah, I just throw random off the wall stuff out there just yeah, for fun for graphical interchange format. Graphical, there you go. Okay, <laughs> and uh, Chad Raymer, did I say that right? That's correct. Yep. All right. So I think in this one we're just going to kind of give a high level overview of you know this this whole new news thing that we've had. You know. Uh, the inter- or the integration of Raven Slingshot and AgSync. Um, so I know we're going to have, well, hopefully we'll have some new listeners from uh, your guys' customers. Um, and as we kind of get to get some word out and see what they may be curious of from a Raven standpoint, uh, especially maybe even from a Slingshot standpoint, especially. And then uh, for our listeners, you know, not everybody is using AgSync either. I think maybe there's, I mean, there's a there's a percentage, but um, it's not like 50-50 or anything like that. Um, so probably just to start, you know, just the general Raven, um, you know, we're doing a lot more than just the uh, precision application type of thing. So they started as a, as a balloon company making uh, high-altitude weather balloons and um, like tethered aerostats, things like that. So that's more our aerostar division. That's generally uh, that's their 
uh, proper term, I should say. Um, and then from that, we've we've branched off into um, engineered films. So we'll be using that for like barrier liners, for like uh, for gases and um, new building developments, silage liners, grain silo liners, all kinds of things like that. And then we also have our applied technology division, which is what this is stemming from, is the uh, application controls, all the uh, the field computers, our data management, um, things like that. Uh, so especially with this whole conversation is our slingshot solution. And then, Seth, you can jump in here uh, if you if you want to add any little notes. But I'll just say, for the most part, to kind of keep it a little bit short, um, is we are doing a lot of the transferring of files, like our as-applieds, our RX maps, and doing a little bit of fleet tracking and other things like our RTK correction solutions uh, through uh, cellular means as opposed to using, say, uh, repeaters or rovers or things like that. Yep. And so I think I think probably it is a high level. I think that should probably kind of get the gist of it. And uh, if anybody's curious, you can check out other episodes or our Raven YouTube channel, Raven Precision YouTube channel, uh, to see more on kind of like the slingshot side of things. Um, but... As far as as far as Egg Sync, I don't know Ben or Chad if if one of you kind of wanted to just give us a a quick rundown of maybe just a little bit of the history of the company and some of the maybe some of the services that you offer. Yeah, uh, this is Ben Edsinger. I can definitely uh, take care of that portion. Uh, so a background of Egg Sync, uh, quick summary is back in two thousand six, two thousand seven, a uh, fungicide product came out that had a lot of hype around it. Um, and the hype of that product was um, was the yield bump that it gave if you were to apply that product at tassel time. Um, so that put some limitations in itself in terms of applying a product at tassel time. Um, that corn plant that we are applying that on uh, is substantially tall at that time, which eliminates um, almost all of ground application um, from being capable of making that application. So uh, we focus on the aerial industry, uh, leaning on airplanes and or helicopters to make the product of that application or to make the application of that product. Mm-hmm. And um, when it first came out, uh, the, the product, the fungicide product was Headline Amp. And um, a lot of people signed up to use the product, seeing the the results that were published. And uh, that, that gave the aerial application industry a uh, significant feat to try and overcome to get all the acres applied in a window of about three weeks' time. And um, they went through a, uh, many seasons of um, having walls filled with maps and um, clipboards being handed to pilots uh, to go out and get the work done. And mm-hmm. at the end of the season, they realized they just weren't finding the necessary efficiency uh, to get all of that product applied. And at the end of the season, uh, the first season that Headline Amp was released, um, upwards of 60% of that product that was sold was returned because the aerial industry just couldn't come up with a way to get it all applied. Mm-hmm. And so that encouraged BASF to come up with a solution um, for the coming years to not have product return, but to find a way to get it applied. So 
they uh, teamed up with a local aerial application company, and uh, both both parties involved uh, decided to come up with a software solution that allowed them to better manage the workflow and logistics of custom application. And uh, so for the first couple of years that AgSync was um, being developed, it was definitely an aerial market focus. And uh, we've got a lot of aerial application companies today that we value as customers. Um, but as the years went on, um, the aerial application industry is only so big. So we started to focus some of our development in terms of the software interface um, and our sales focus onto ground application. So we begin building um, building functionality into the software that fits the ground application platform and started, uh, started chasing that business. So as of today, uh, we still service both sides of the aerial and ground application markets. And um, I would say roughly, uh, moving from 100% of our business years ago as aerial application um, customers now is probably about 30% as uh, the ground market is a much larger larger market to dive into. And I would say that today, 70% of uh, our business and our customers um, do operate on the ground side. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's where it's kind of a, a good a good mesh now. Uh, especially between between uh, Raven and Egg Sync, is like that's obviously primarily what we we're doing. Uh, we haven't, I don't think we've done a lot in the aerial application market for quite some time, uh, from my understanding. I think uh, there were a few times on service calls I may have gotten one or two uh, calls about systems on probably more specialty as opposed to sort of like the. Uh, like the crop dusting planes and things like that. But speaking about the the relationship between Raven and AgSync, so uh, especially with Slingshot, now we've done a lot of things through API uh, partnership. And so I know, like I have a sort of vague understanding of what goes into, say, API communication, but... I mean, it's it's pretty limited. So all I know is, you know, maybe we're picking and choosing the data that we're getting uh, from these strings, or maybe it's adding some things to it. Um, I don't know. I'd probably try to lean a little bit heavily on on uh, Seth and and probably Chad of what, especially as it relates to Slingshot and AgSync, what that has traditionally been. Yeah, I can start off with the Slingshot side of that. Uh, Traditionally, for years, Slingshot facilitated managing your files over cellular, allow you to take a prescription map, send it to a field computer. Uh, we recently increased your ability to tell the field computer what to do that way with uh, Job Generator. But in a really, like, Slingshot is a primarily hardware-focused product mm -hmm. historically. We've kind of made the core of Slingshot around trying to facilitate getting... API partners on board with the ability to send those prescription maps through and get your as-applied data back, integrate that into your other FMIS software, things like that, and very focused on what we can do with our field computers and our nodes, other pieces of hardware, what data we can present to you to make better decisions about your fleet. But AgSync complements that really well with uh, a lot more logistics focus, which... Mm. Chad and Ben can speak to. Yeah, sure. So I can take uh, from the AgSync side. We've had uh, 
we partnered with the Slingshot API. Now it's probably going on, give or take a little bit, but around seven years we've had that uh, piece okay. in our system. Um, and what that um, entails today, basically, um, when you sign up for that Slingshot API, they give you an access key. You can bring that ask, access key into AgSync. Um, it's going to show you that piece of equipment. We save it to that piece of equipment. And then what it allows you to do is when you're dispatching out work, um, you pick that piece of equipment at time of uh, saving a task or a group of work orders. And then it's going to wirelessly send out that prescription map to the piece of equipment. Uh, today, um, it goes to that piece of equipment wirelessly when the application is done. Today, we do not receive any type of as-applied data back. That's still a manual uh, transfer from a USB stick back, mm. um, plug it into the computer, and then they have to load that back in. Um, and as far as the completion side of it, we don't get it back any completion data, anything like that. That is still done uh, either manually. They have to uh, write that down on a piece of paper, and then somebody would have to enter that information um, in the back office into AgSync, or we do have the Operator Pro app today, which uh, a lot of people will run in the cab, and then they'll uh, enter that through the app, and then that will come back into AgSync also. So that's kind of a little bit of the history of uh, the partnership there with Slingshot API. Okay. So I guess uh, moving forward then, Probably some of the things that we'd be looking at, because this is, I'm assuming over a larger span of time, it's going to be a very big undertaking. Uh, but there are some things that we can kind of talk about as far as the near term, I'd say maybe maybe summer time frame um, is uh, just kind of how these two systems are going to integrate together uh, sooner, sooner rather than later. Uh, so, the way that I've seen it is that some things are going to be broken down into phases, right? So I'd say, I mean, there's a long list of, you know, we're going to be uh, the order process, the uh, the generation process, the dispatch, all the way uh, all the way to the end. But probably looking at kind of things that they are at the middle, uh, I'd say we could start with our our, our dispatch process. So, like right now, um, Xsync it's doing. You're doing your process of dispatching these work orders from uh, the Xsync. Uh, that's a site, correct? That's not a. That was a. From what you were showing us, Ben, earlier, that was a website, not a like a program, correct? Correct. Xsync is a web-based software. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're doing it that way, sending it to. Uh, the Operator Pro applications, and they're going through, and they're doing. Uh, they're doing things on the sort of like the as applied side, like Chad was talking about, and then marking things for completion. Uh, and Slingshot was similarly doing something with our job generator, as Seth mentioned earlier. Um, so, and that would go from the Slingshot website all the way into the cab through a field hub or an RS1 with the cellular modem uh, into, let's say, a Viper 4. Um, so, kind of what is going to be happening is we'll look into uh, developments for going straight from the egg sink through that site straight into a cab through the Viper 4. 
Um, so I'm just curious, kind of uh, maybe Seth or, or Chad, you guys can speak to, you know, maybe what uh, what that could look like or or um, anything, any kind of a context or insight you might want to add to that. Sure. I think in the uh, near term with uh, um, the new Viper 4, I think the uh, possibility of able to send the whole work order rather than mm-hmm. just the prescription map to the piece of equipment. And then uh, once it gets to the Viper 4, <clears throat> being able to filter out for the work on that Viper 4 that's uh, assigned to that Viper 4, and mm-hmm. then uh, taking it from the Viper 4, being able to start a job, complete it, and on time of completion, sending all them completion details along with the as-applied directly back into the AgSync system. So it's kind of round trip and everything. Uh, there'll mm-hmm. be no more manual process of moving uh, the as-applied data manually. That will all be done along with the completion right back into AgSync right from the field computer. So it no longer requires the operator pro app in the cab um, Right. at that point. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you wanted to add to that, Seth, or...? Okay, well, we'll just assume that he's not there anymore. <laughs> so, Chad, you kind of, you're kind of, yeah, you talk about the whole process, uh, the whole round trip, um, and so, yeah, that's that's very much. And probably just talk about it all as one, uh, like you did. So, um, one thing I'd probably want to hit on um, that you you mentioned briefly in the Viper Four is uh, that ability to filter out the just just their jobs or the jobs that are assigned to them. Uh, now, that's that's probably going to require uh, a new version of ROS or Viper 4 software uh, just because that, that kind of a thing uh, would need to be coded into the software itself. So I'm, I'm assuming... Um, I, I spoke with uh, Stefan Felstead, one of our uh, lead design engineers with, that, with the, the field computer teams, um, and... I'm assuming that it's going to be maybe like a filter or a checkbox or, well, essentially it'll be a filter, but you know, that functionality would need to be with new software. Um, and so that, that's probably what, what it's going to take as far as that portion. Um, and then, uh, similarly, when you were talking about the, uh, sort of like the track and notify stage of when that job is completed on the Viper four and then, we can send that information back to AgSync so we can, um, so AgSync can get that information to market for completion. And you mentioned, so the probably, like you said, uh, you'd be able to get that as applied data back. Is that kind of what the, the goal would be for, for that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the goal is, um, along with, you know, all the completion details that as applied data would auto- automatically, uh, come right back with it. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there would be no 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 need to uh, transfer it anymore manually. That would be automatic with the completion details right back in day. Right, and maybe right. Seth can talk to that a little more. Yeah, he's there. Sorry, I got dropped off the call. Oh, I'm back. Hey, hey. Uh, there's an overall goal, obviously with AgSync. In the past, it's been the Operator Pro app, but work towards getting the Viper Four able to fill most or all of those needs, so you okay. have one less device in the cab, which 
get a list of the work that they're supposed to do, the same as it's in AgSync today, mm-hmm. and get the as-applied back as an integrated system, just less manual steps, less places that you can have operator error, mm-hmm. uh, more accurate tracking, things like that. Right, and, like, and uh, like Chad mentioned, you know, a lot of times some of that stuff had to be, you know, sort of scratch paper or, you know, something on the side. And, you know, that's kind of been, that's really been a big goal for both the platforms is getting away from paperwork, getting away from operator error or uh, just information that uh, got copied down wrong or, you know, someone may have read it uh, incorrectly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. And uh, similarly to how I was kind of talking about the... Um, the needing new software for sort of like that ability to do the my jobs filter and Seth, you kind of hinted on it as well uh, with the development of that platform uh, needing to um, have work done to meet uh, the needs of the operator pro app. So I'm assuming at the end of a job when uh, for those familiar with the Viper four, when you close a job, you know, you may have some information where you can add some notes uh, there's also a checkbox that you can send that job to Slingshot. Uh, I'm assuming there's probably going to be a checkbox of a similar nature where it is market for completion. Uh, probably kind of similar to what you were showing us, Ben, on the, you know, when you were walking through the Operator Pro app uh, with us. You know, it was like a, I think it was, like you said, it was something that was marking for completion or it was still in progress. You may have to, my memory's fuzzy on it, but... Uh, I mean, there's is a similar function there in that app. Yeah, correct. So today, uh, today, as as current users of Operator Pro complete a job, um, number one, that comes back to AgSync in real time and can notify um, mm-hmm. appropriate personnel that need to be notified, whether that be growers, um, logistics managers, operations managers, or sales personnel and agronomists. They can all get notified via text or email as it reaches a completed status from Operator mm. Pro. And um, so we can manage that status a couple of different ways, um, but mainly that comes back uh, to the main office or to those in the computers are logged into AgSync on the computer um, mm-hmm. at, as in real time as a completed order. And from there, that can move to the invoicing side and just keep the flow um, of that work order progress or status, however you want to look at it. Uh, just keep the flow of things in real time. Okay. Yeah. Um and so a lot of the things that we've been uh, sort of talking about are like some changes of how things are going to, let's say, you know, well, yeah, I mean, essentially they're going to integrate together. And um, so traditionally, a lot of these things, probably to a, you know, to a more limited extent, were being passed back and forth through, uh, I, I don't know, API channel. Would that be the right terminology to say there? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> okay, that's good. Good enough for me then. Yep. Uh so like what are what are probably some of the advantages of having these things and we've probably hit on quite a few of these but uh, if there's anything that we may have missed uh the advantages of going directly through these systems. So I would say, you know, like AgSync that uh sort of um office facing site going into, you know, communicating directly with that system and then sending the data out from there probably through other API 
channels or plugs or whatever, and then through some other uh, through some other means, and then sim- you know similarly how Slingshot would do it through our site, it'd go directly into the system, and then we'd actually we have some uh, you know the um, processes in place to send information out to our field computers, and then as well with uh, API sending that information out to others other systems. Um, so I'm just curious, kind of, what are some of the biggest advantages to sort of having an integration through that entire thing? So AgSync talking directly to their system and then talking directly into our system and not through uh, an API channel. So one of the big advantages that you get from that, um, it allows us to measure the end-to-end support time. So we can see from the AgSync side and the Slingshot side, how long it took from when it was queued in AgSync and where any bottlenecks are. We'll have better visibility into that. And then sure. as far as like AgSync features go, when they're working with Raven hardware, now instead of going through whatever channels we make available to API partners, they have direct access to people on the field computer team to ask questions about as applied, um, to give input onto new features that we need to add. Oh, sure. Allows us to go into areas like that that would otherwise be hard to build as independent companies that don't have a lot of influence over each other's product roadmaps. Okay. Yeah. And, well, actually, you know, speaking of that, speaking to that, actually, Seth, uh, you know, being part of the same company. So I know it's this, I don't want this to just kind of be a throwaway line, but, you know, uh, I myself, I'm not really a big fan of change. Customers probably wouldn't be a big fan of change. There's some minor changes probably coming to all of the front-facing stuff. I mean, there may be some different, you know, some look and feel stuff that gets changed. Maybe a, a logo here or a font change here, some colors. I mean, I just, I just probably throw that out there that there could be, you know, some just some, you know, minor stuff like that coming down the road. Those are probably, actually, I'm not sure. I don't know what the timeline would be on this, but I'm assuming. You know, some of that stuff may come before some big features or they may not come until after, but uh, maybe just be on the lookout for some things like that. Yeah, we'll probably see Raven appear more throughout AgSync products and AgSync appear more within Raven's products being mentioned. Yep, sure. Um, it is important to call out that where they were two separate products in the past, that doesn't change overnight, Right. Right. Yeah, and just to kind of note with that, um, the products that we do offer today, um, any of our apps or anything, um, they're not going to be going away. So anybody right. that's using the apps today, the, the Operator Pro or whatever, that's still going to be available as one of our products in the future. So, no, that's a good that's a good point because we were talking earlier about adding. So I'd say yeah, we we just probably used the phrasing we're adding that functionality to customers that want to use AgSync or existing customers that are using AgSync that then end up getting a machine with, let's say, a Viper 4 and a Slingshot Field Hub in their fleet, they can have that same functionality. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you guys bring up a good point like that. That Operator Pro app, not going away. Uh, we just we just want to be able to have, I, I don't know, parity might be the right term for it. Uh, to be able to do a lot of the same things, uh, regardless of the the setup or the the composition of the system on the machine, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, okay. the 
we don't want it to be necessary if you're buying a Raven Field computer, but any feature we plan on building, we also have to be thinking about Operator Pro for the people who have mixed fleets. Right. Um, well, so that's part of, you know, I think that kind of gets into the next point I was going to have is, uh, you know, what's not going to change. So that's probably a big, a big thing. Um, and then, so to that other extent, you know, we're not going to be closing any API, uh, right. Like, um, Agrian recently, I believe announced support for the job generator API so that they can give you better instructions into your Viper 4. Sure. None of that's going to change. Like, all existing API partners stay API partners. Uh, I believe AgSync already had more API partners than uh, Slingshot did alone. Uh, a lot more of the ERP integrations. Mm-hmm. Like, the only real difference is that AgSync and Slingshot will be able to communicate better together than they did before. Right. Anything else and most features that we make will be available to the other API partners. We don't want to cut customers off because they're not using both products. Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm. I was trying to think if there was anything I wanted to add to that. You kind of hit it. Well, I suppose then, I mean, is there anything that we we may have missed or anything that you guys may want to uh, get into a little bit as we're winding down? Or do you think we kind of nailed it? Uh, I think from my side, I unless Ben has something, I think we uh, nailed it like you would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my... My just awesome terminology that I use. (laughs) We should probably regroup and do a similar one around the time of Innovation Summit when we can talk about everything that we are going to announce then. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, as as things progress, we will definitely uh, probably have more announcements. I mean, this will be one one, uh, sort of venue or method to get some news on it. I mean, we'll also have some, some newsletters, uh, you know, probably, probably some YouTube stuff. I mean, there's going to be, as these things keep developing, we'll have more to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think probably right now it is pretty safe to say that we'd be looking at first going with that sort of round trip that Chad was talking about between egg sync to, uh, a Raven equipped, uh, cab, or yeah. machine, and that, then back to AgSync. That should be a major pain point reduction, both on the AgSync side and on the Viper 4 side. Because you'll have your cloud job list, but this will give you the list of stuff you should actually do. Right. Yeah, because that jobs list can get pretty messy. And especially, uh, you know, having the cloud jobs enabled. Yep. Um, that's. You get Nate Machine Fleet, they do a lot of jobs. Yeah, I bet. I mean, just looking at our Raven test stuff, it's messy. But that's about it. That's about it. That's about all I have. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Sure. Have a good one.